You're listening to Conversations, brought to you by TechSquare ATL. So our first fast-forward talk is by Dr. Maribeth Gandhi. Dr. Gandhi is a, does research at Georgia Tech on augmented reality, mobile computing, and HCI. She's the director of GT's Interactive Media Technology Center, the director of GT's Wearable Computing Center, and the associate director of, of media for Georgia Tech's Institute for People and Technology, or IPAT. Welcome, Dr. Gandhi. All right. Um, okay, so to be clear, oh, wow, this is for very tall people. Um, I mean, I'm a believer, okay? I spent my entire adult life doing research in augmented reality, um, but, and these are advancing mysteriously by themselves. Um, but what I'm gonna, and they said, well, predict what was gonna happen in the future. So I'll do that very briefly, but I don't make predictions because we're always wrong. I was just looking at a, a document yesterday that said, from the 50s, that said by now, we would be able to communicate vocally with livestock and have uh, minimal control of the weather. So um, we're not doing very well uh, with predictions. So, but instead what I'm gonna do is, yes, yay, VR and AR are finally here, but no, they're not really here yet. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, now, my prediction, uh, which is not, you know, dramatic, is, uh, you know, especially in the consumer space, our content is going to come out of that glowing rectangle that we've always been looking at, and it's going to join us in the world. Okay, great. But I'm going to tell you why we can't do it yet. Um, and, and really, you know, spoiler alert, this is a call to action of all the cool things that we still have to solve and all the opportunities that are there for uh, entrepreneurs. Okay, one, yes, we can do real 3D with, without glasses for one person. If we can track your head, we can give you a great 3D view. We've been doing it for 30 years. And if we put glasses on everybody, we can do real 3D for a group. But then you look like this. And maybe this is not the ideal user experience, right? Um, this is what everybody wants, and we can't do this. To be clear, none of these things are holograms, despite the marketing uh, uh, rhetoric that you've been hearing. And I'm not saying that to be pedantic. The, the problem is people think we can do this and we can't do this yet. And these aren't holograms and they don't give you that experience where you have a group of people without glasses having a 3D experience. And why do we care? Because 3D TV has given us a great cautionary tale uh, that no one wants to do this in real life. So we've got to figure out, and there's no solution to this on the horizon, to be clear. Um, okay, so then the other problem, great. Let's say we solve the display problem. All right, so we're gonna have this content, it's gonna come into our living room, into our houses, um, and we're gonna have these great experiences. So many of you have probably seen the Vaporous Magic Leap video, um, which looks beautiful, right? Uh, but it actually kind of highlights one of the real problems, which is how would you do game design? How would you carefully design levels and tune the difficulty of them and the enjoyment of them uh, without knowing what space it's going to be played in. How does the tank know what wall to bust through in your living room? How does it know which table is the right one to jump on? We can do 3D, 3D, you know, we can capture the geometry of a space, but that higher level understanding of like what's the couch and what's the cat and that kind of thing, we, we really can't do yet. And we don't know how to do game design that is so adaptive. Um, and let's say we do VR, okay? So we don't need to like populate your physical space. But now, uh, okay, I'm, I, even if I'm just wearing a fully immersive display, I'm still in the physical world. And uh, the joke that my colleague and I always make is like, okay, I'm there, I'm playing my VR game, I'm drinking my beer. How do I, I don't know where the, the coffee table is anymore. Um, and then when I went start doing a Google image search, ta-da, there's actually a beer drinking VR experience. <laughs> 
Um, but I would argue that that woman is going to drop her beer or knock over somebody else's. Um, <clears throat> so then when it comes to interface, all right, we've always had this idea from sci-fi, you know, for decades, that the ideal, like, virtual experience or gaming experience is this uh, totally realistic physical interaction. I want to run around and I'm going to be shooting this gun uh, or I'm going to be jumping up in the air, you know, spiking a volleyball. But do we really, I'm not saying we never want that, but I don't know that I believe that that is like the ideal gaming experience that everybody wants all the time. We could do that now when people aren't doing it. Like most of the game interface, you know, the really popular titles are regular game controllers. We're not all jumping around because we're weak and slow and, and we, we play games to transcend our crappy lives. Do we want to be reminded how like weak and pathetic we are? We wanna feel awesome and we wanna transcend that existence. So how do we tune these, um, you know, more realistic interfaces such that we still feel powerful and awesome when we play them? You know, and what if this is what we really want? This is how we consume media now. Um, and there's nothing wrong with laying down with your head mount on, but in that case, it's really like you just strapped a TV to your face. So you're not really exploiting VR. Um, okay, and then content. Um, and this is where I think there's so much opportunity um, that we don't really know what a good VR game is yet. Just like it took them, you know, 10 years to figure out how to make a decent film. Um, it took about 10 years to figure out how to use sound appropriately in movies. Similarly, we don't really know what a good VR experience looks like. Um, okay, and so then to conclude, um, I think there's also this interesting question of, do we always want complete immersion in our content? I'm sure you're all familiar with, you know, the sci-fi trope of someone gets pulled into some simulation and they live out a life as someone else and then they pop out, you know, totally disoriented. Um, I, I, we can't do that yet, but like maybe we're not that far from it. Um, you could imagine these games now that we find fun and relaxing being scarring and like emotionally, you know, draining. Um, so I think we'll have to learn how to tune that level of presence that players feel. Um, so now to conclude, um, so I like, you know, kind of did this laundry list of, of things to, uh, that we can't do, but my point was, that there's all these great opportunities out there. And if anybody that wants to work in this space, whether it's like looking for technical solutions, like user experience solutions, uh, you know, psychology and sociological sorts of inquiry, uh, it's there for the taking. Um, and we will one day probably achieve the holodeck uh, dream. But then that will be the end of our civilization. And with that, I will uh, conclude. We have questions, so if you want to ask questions. Ben Friedman, great question. Come on in. I will ask a question. Great. Sacrificial lamb. Thank mm. you, Scott Henderson. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel like you were Debbie Downer with yeah. your conversation. Um, and you gave us one slide at the end that says there's lots of opportunity. Yeah. Um, what opportunity interests you most? Well, I, I, I'm actually very interested in what this future of entertainment is. Um, my, and I was being Debbie Downer because Scott said, be provocative. And, you know, I didn't want to come up here and be like, this is the research that I do and, like, VR is great. Um, but so I think there's a lot of really fun things to figure out. Like, what is this experience that we want to have uh, with VR and AR? I think it's different. It's not taking a TV show and having, like, a nonlinear path through it. I mean, we've been able to do that for years and nobody wanted it. Right. Um, I don't think it's putting Call of Duty on a head mount. I mean, your neck's going to snap in half. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and yeah, so yeah, I think it's really exciting 
we just have to figure it, figure it out, just like they have with all the previous media when it comes along. So uh, what role will your cell phone play in the delivery of this experience in five years? I mean, it's just a computer. I, I mean, I think, so, you know, because my interest is, is wearable computing and AR, I think it's just that we're going to have a lot more different types of I.O. that um, kind of brings the digital content kind of closer to us, both, both literally and figuratively. I mean, we may, we'll probably have something like this that is doing processing and, you know, is providing our wireless networking for us, but we'll have a lot more, like, elegant ways that that information is being conveyed to us, like, especially while we're trying to do other things while we're out living our lives. Like, this is still very... Uh, invasive. Like, if I wanted to do something now with this, it would totally disrupt our conversation. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I think that part's kind of uninteresting. It's like there'll be some computational device that's somewhere on our body. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this isn't kind of a stu too stupid of a question, but what's going to drive adoption? Is it, is it the hardware? Um, is it just absolute con crazy content that I'm going to do whatever I can to consume it? Yeah. What's, what's going to... It's the content. Okay. That's why people played Pokemon Go. There's nothing different about Pokemon Go except that people love Pokemon. They, were, they love it so much that it motivated them to walk around the world and do stuff. Uh, so you've got to find that content that's so compelling that people will pay more... I mean, the 3D TV, again, is a great cautionary tale. Just no one cared enough. There's not... The experience isn't cool enough to spend the money or to wear the glasses or to keep them charged or... So what is that content? I don't yeah. know. Oh. <laughs> we got to figure it out. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Andy.